Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Unfiltered, no sugar added talk radio. That's what we do here on the Clay Edwards Show. I mean, after following... Uh, a wet pillow like Hugh Hewitt. It ain't hard to have a little adrenaline and put a little, put a little bit of that in my veins. Special guest this morning on a Thursday. This is, Thursday is a traditional ladies' night around town. Back in my my bar days, uh, he is a he is a proprietor. No, maybe not proprietor. Maybe that's not the word I'm looking for. Sean, you've been to a few ladies' nights, I'm sure. Yeah, a couple. We've got Sean York Cron in the studio. Enough enough beating around the bush there. Uh, Sean and I uh, both watched the debates last night. I watched the Trump-Tucker stuff. Did you watch that, Sean? I didn't. It was on at the same time, wasn't it? So what I did was, at first I had to reactivate my dang YouTube television. Okay. My $72. The one we were talking about yesterday, I was saying reactivate it. Yeah, I yeah. had to reactivate my YouTube TV. So I, basically, the debate was a $72 pay-per-view for me. Oh, God. Now, granted, I have cable again now. Yeah, but it was a seventy-two dollar pay per view, so I watched while I was working out. I put my earbuds in and I had my my phone, and I watched the Tucker or listened to the Tucker Trump thing, which was really good. Was it, was, it good? It, it was short and to the point. I would say it's probably about thirty, forty-five minutes at the most. Uh, and then I I took a shower and all that. And then I, I I had the debate DVRing. Okay. So I started it from the beginning, and I was able to kind of zoom through the commercials. I didn't watch every second of it. Yeah. But uh, I, I want to get. We're going to talk about that. Sure. We're going to talk about the the polo stuff. We're going to talk about. It looks like the city council folded, and they are going to give the city the money for the zoo. They. I didn't see that. Was that this morning? Yeah. Like it was late last night. Late last night. Okay. When I, saw I was. It. I was stuck on debate, debate, debate stuff all night. So. Now I, d- I tell you what. I'm pulling up Tucker's. Facebook, I mean, uh, Twitter here real quick, because I just want to show you something. I did see, Clay, that you're going to like this. I'm sure you noticed it. This morning when I got up, I had WAPT on, and they already started talking about COVID. Like it's, oh, was, I, got, I felt like it was 2020 again. I, I got notes for, yeah, for COVID. I, I just turned on. I was like, oh, wow. Like, and they had like, they even had clips of Sanjay Gupta and all this stuff coming in. And I'm like, oh, man, wow. I didn't expect. It was like, this is, I mean, I know I've heard you had been sending me stuff, but. It just was like, wow, okay, uh, here we are. People have been thinking I've been fear monk, you know, just, just doing this for uh, talking about these this COVID stuff and this will not comply stuff just for Facebook likes. No, I mean, look, I, I live deep. It's a deep, dark internet places. Yeah, man. I mean, I, this is what I do. I, don't, I do not intentionally come on here and tell lies or just do stuff for, for stroke. I mean, I don't, I'm not doing this for likes. I'm doing mm-hmm. this because this is what I, this is who I am. This is what I believe. I mean, am I kind of a wrestling character turned up to eleven? <laughs> yes, but I'm, but I'm me. I mean, what I tell you, I'm not on here just trying to get you riled up for nothing. Well, I know They're you had sent me some of that back. stuff, right? You know yeah. about the possible, and uh, I just thought 
I'd, I'd heard that there was a new variant, and then there was a couple places like hospitals here and there. I googled it like a week ago, and it didn't seem like it was something that was that was going to catch on. But now apparently this week it's really like taken off to where like the local news is actually giving all this COVID. I'm like, wait a second, and then they, you'll love this. They start talking about the holidays are coming up. I'm like, oh wait, are we doing this again? Like we're, you we're know, not. I mean, I was we're like, not. wait a second here, like just, come uh, on, uh, you know. Yeah, so real quick, I want to point this out. I'm gonna come. We're gonna sure. Start. We're gonna start. sorry. I just no, I just start. saw that right before I came here, and I was. We're, we're gonna start with it. Uh, the some quick numbers, real quick. The Tucker Trump interview. How many you think it did? How many views? Um, it was 86 I, million. I, yeah, that's like when you texted me. It was 86 million. So I don't know how to go over 100. It, yeah, well, 100, sitting at 165 million. 165 million, which would make it the most watched thing in history. If if it was a TV show, if it wow. was on, if it was on TV, dang. Well, I mean, and you could just watch it on Twitter or X yeah, or whatever Twitter, they're calling it. X, whatever. I, look, I mean, I, I like the X stuff. I, I dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been calling it Twitter for fifteen years. Yeah, it's, it's Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, it's Twitter. I, I get the whole name change and what the the big picture of the app is. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think he's trying to develop like an AOL, like an old school AOL, where you go to it and you can do everything. Yeah, uh, it's this should have been. Twitter at X. Okay. Or something like that. You should have kept Twitter in the or name. X, X at Twitter. Yeah. Because yeah. once you branded yourself, it's, it's hard to. And not only is it branded as Twitter, the things you send are called tweets. Mm-hmm. Are they still called tweets? I, th- I think they're called posts now. Okay. Because when you go to retweet, it's called a repost. Let me pull it up here just to make sure. Yeah, it's just called a repost. So <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I know it's a repost, and maybe it's just getting back to the basics and doing away with the name Twitter because it is a bit toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever. That's another conversation sure. for another day. COVID. So here's the deal. Yeah, I've what's said, up? Tell me about. Are we? Are we? Are we going back? What's going a, on? It's the election variant. The election variant. It's the election variant. Look, I've said that um, if businesses try to bring back any nonsense, we're going to call them out. Business owners out there, you need to think long, strong, and hard about. Mask mandates and any nonsense, we're going to call you out. We're going to call you out here on the Clay Edwards Show. So our first one up, Lakeland Premier Women's Clinic posted this on their Facebook yesterday. These are public posts, so I guess it gives me legal right to talk about it. Uh, it says, clinic update. As of August 21st, 2023, Lakeland Premier Women's Clinic will allow one adult visitor per patient during appointments. Masks are required for both individuals at all times. We will not comply. Hey, Clay, look, I just Googled COVID, and you know what shows up in the search results real quick? Just Here's a news article, just so you can see like mm-hmm. what you're talking about. It says, multiple Kentucky schools closed due to illness. Kaiser facilities in Santa Rosa resume COVID mass protocol. Mass mandates reemerge amid COVID uptick. School districts in South Texas closed due to COVID nineteen. Wow, it's like just type in the word COVID. That's Listen, all. It's been. All right, so you got the same text that I got last night um, from our friend. Yeah. All right, this is from Rankin County Schools. I'm not sure which one sent this out on their alert system yesterday, their parent text system, and it says <clears throat> says this: many students. This is right here in Rankin County. Thinking ain't coming here. Think it ain't coming here. These educators, they love it. Put it in their veins. They're so scared of it. Most of them, and I'm not talking about all you teachers out there. You know, I know there's some good ones. So if you know I'm not talking about you, I'm not talking about you. But I am going to talk about Rankin County, uh, Rankin County um, Education Board of Education. Is that what it's called? Board of Education? Yeah. School, so. board. School, school board. School board. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, many students were out today 
or were sent home due to throwing up. We don't know if it's caused by the stomach virus or the strain of COVID that's going around. Mm. Oh, I got some thoughts on this. Anyway, if your child is sick, they must be home. I mean, yeah, if your child is sick, they must be fever or vomit free for 24 hours before returning to school. For example, if your child throws up at 12 p.m., they cannot return the next day. We want to keep our kiddos well and in school. Please let me know if you have any questions or if we can do anything to help. I have attached the Rankin County School District handbook policy for sick kiddos. You know what they didn't do there? What? They didn't call them scholars. Oh, I forgot about that from yesterday. <laughs> so, so, so it's, this is this is fear mongering. Yeah. Um, Sean, I, I had COVID twice. I don't recall throwing up either. I don't recall uh, projectile vomiting as a side effect of COVID. I had it too. I had it uh, summer a year ago, exactly a year ago. Yeah. And uh, now I don't. I don't. I mean, I just got really my temperature got really high. I mean, I have heard of a stomach there. bug going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think where my girlfriend works mentioned a couple of people there had had a, had a stomach bug going around and stuff. So there's a stomach bug going around. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know how we bring tie that into COVID because you know this morning in the in, in the car rider line mm-hmm. you got Karen with a face mask on and her kids Uh-oh. with a face mask. She's spraying Lysol, probably wearing Ziploc bags as gloves. Well, it's just kind of interesting too. After there's all these reports that masks didn't work. Now that we're, I think we're all, that's a general consensus that it didn't work, that those masks get. But now I just pulled up CNN because I'm, now I'm interested in, I literally, I, I, I know you had sent some stuff about this over the course of last week and yeah. this morning it hit. And, um, and so I got kind of interested in it. And so now CNN's got an article up. It says, if you're at high risk of serious illness or death from COVID-19, it's time to dust off those N95 masks. Now think about that first sentence, right? It, before it was, Whatever mask, the regular surgical mask, cloth mask, all those kinds of things. But now they're trying to say, wait, because N95 does have some protection sure. towards, yeah. yeah and, if, if, you, if you must wear one for the for the idea of germ, mm-hmm. sh- not sharing germs or getting germs, the N95 is the direction to go. I mean, just, right. just having a real conversation. Yeah, I mean, that's like the one that works. If, if you're in the if you're in a surgery room, mm-hmm. that's what I prefer the, the doctor wear if, if the goal is to keep germs from being spread. And I'd actually read about this before. Like, it has to be a properly fitted one mm-hmm. that, and I think you have to change it out almost every day, like a different one that you have to use. I mean, technically, you're supposed to change it out every time you take it off. Every time you take it out. Okay. Yeah, so I, was a- I talked to a, can- uh, a fella from Brandon that I know, Chris, and he's a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. He's been down to the big cancer hospital there in Houston. And yeah. all that, where they where they do they doing the Lord's work down there, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. And we got into this long conversation about face masks, and they just wear the little blue ones, but same concept, whether it's the blue ones or the N95 or mm-hmm. whatever. Every time you first thought there's a proper way to put it on where you don't touch it, okay, because your hands have germs, you put it on there, it's useless. You once you you've already spread the germs if mm-hmm. you touch the part that goes in front of your face, you have to properly put it on around your ears. And every time you go in from out somewhere, out from in somewhere, if you touch it, you have to replace it. So, okay. like, say for instance, I was in my car, not wearing a mask by myself. Yeah, in your car. and I decided I need to go in the grocery store. Were you ever rolling around with a mask by yourself in 2020? Just it, curious. It, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> there's no YouTube video of that. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> okay. uh, if I just go in the grocery store, I put a mask on. I go around the grocery store. I get back out to my car. I take the mask off. Okay. Throw it away. 
So any if you any interaction, any anything you, if you were touch doing, the mask again, it needs to go basically. Yeah, or if you go into a, some contaminated air, mm-hmm. like in a grocery store around other people, when you leave, new mask. Okay. I mean, in in reality, you can go through a hundred masks a day. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, if you're I mean, doing if you're moving around, if you're doing it right, this hanging the little blue paper mask on your on your gear shifter or rearview mirror and <laughs> it was kind of useless, wasn't later. it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're actually going to you had a better chance of making yourself sick. From whatever else, than you do than you do keeping yourself from getting COVID. You know, I was uh, in Walgreens on I go to uh, I used the one on Meadowbrook Road and uh, in Fondren and uh, Tuesday night getting some prescriptions and it was it's always like a super long line there and it takes about forty five minutes to get to the and they, anyway every single person had a mask on every I was the only one standing there without one and I was kind of like and I was thinking I was like is there is it is it back is something I'm this I, I just was like what I know you had. Texted about it before, but I'm like, every single person had a mask on. Yeah, and you know, and I, look, it feels like I'm always like picking on black folks around here, but man, they ain't let the mask go. Yeah, I've noticed that black, black folks do wear the masks more than anybody, and they've, they've continuously worn them. I mean, because of course, I live in Jackson, and yeah, they haven't and, stopped. Yeah, I've noticed that, that for over the last, of course, last three years. Um, that, and I, I don't know why that is. And, why it, that, and, and, it and it ain't just little old ladies and old men either. We have a perfectly healthy, I would say, late twenties FedEx driver come by the dealership yesterday. Mm-hmm. Had on a had on a face mask. And yeah. one of the nylon ones too. I mean, you know, like the sure, like the wind masks. I mean, like, dude, you're in a vehicle by yourself. What are you doing? I mean, maybe it's a mm-hmm. FedEx policy. It would be one that Clay it would break in rules when necessary. Yeah, it, that's that's a policy that Clay would break. Let's uh let's take a phone call sure. real quick before we go to break. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Hey, Clay. Um, I just have a question. Like, for parents like myself, I'm kind of ignorant to homeschooling and what the laws are for parents with taking your kids out of school. And my husband and I are at the point where if they start saying our children have to wear masks, we're yanking them out. But I don't know. I don't have any resources. I don't even know where to start with homeschooling. Like, do you have any resources you can share with us? Like, what we do? What do we do if the school starts truancy officer starts calling? Like, I don't know anything. Yep. So I've got some friends that do the homeschooling stuff. I don't know all the information off the top of my head, but I will absolutely get you in touch uh, with some people. I know Lindsay Beckham is familiar with it, Uh, Sarah Woods, some other people. You know, a lot of people figured the homeschool thing out during covid and yeah, like we well, I feel like we really need to make that public because I think there's a. I know several people that are willing to take their children out when that happens, but we all are like, where do we turn? <laughs> yeah, we'll get you. Uh, we'll get you all the information. I'll, I'll I'll get you in touch with with uh, somebody today. Okay, it, thank you. All right, thanks, Amber. Clay, <laughs> that's that. She actually made me think of a question here, and I don't remember how this worked. I know you were you're definitely more into this stuff, the COVID stuff, than I am. But the uh, okay the. Governor instituted the mask mandate back in 2020, correct? Yeah. What? How does that is? Does that applicable? That means that affects all the school boards. Does the school board institute a mask mandate? Does the schools themselves do it? How does that work? School boards, if the school each independent school district mm-hmm. has their own mask mandate rules, but independent they, of the governor's yeah. order. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm. Well, I mean, now obviously the governor can order it, and everybody has to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, but when he lifted his like any order, state agency yeah, or whatever, when, yeah. when he lifted his mandate, mm-hmm. the school the school districts kept theirs for a ridiculous amount of time. Mm-hmm. I know our very own Jameson Haygood, been to Madison County and Rankin, me and Jameson went to Rankin County School Board to raise hell. Mm-hmm. Jameson and then we're at the one in, at Madison. Every time the doors were open, with an opportunity to raise hell about these masks and these school boards, they just sat there sitting on their hands, like okay, everybody here doesn't want masks at this one Karen, so we're gonna we're gonna bend to the Karen. 
We're going to avoid all the science, all the data. Meanwhile, we're going to tell you to trust the science, but not. But we're not going to trust it when it says no face masks. The face masks don't work. Well, then the uh, so what could I'm saying? What could happen now is you're saying that the school boards can institute a mask mandate independent of the governor. Like, Correct. Because I don't think. I mean, I don't, I don't see Tate Reeves in a lecture year right, right now saying I'm instituting. He's not doing that. I'm going to say that right. He's not going to do that. No, no. And you and we're all going to find out again. I've made it clear. I'm not that. I'm not a Tate guy. But we're about to. You, people are like, well, you know, we'll just vote for Brandon Presley to prove a point. And, you know, I'm not proving a point like that because I watched what blue state governors did during COVID. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to sit there and we're going to dangle this COVID nonsense over us, I, I, I can't take a chance. And I don't like what I don't like what Tate did. And that's my hangup with Tate is yeah. what he did during COVID. However, it still wasn't as bad as what people people did in states like California um, and just p- pick a random Democrat yeah. state. Um, so, like, what if Tate instituted a mass mandate tomorrow? What would you, how, how would that change that? Okay, but, we'll, we'll call this a tease. Yeah. And uh, let's take a break real quick, and I'll tell you on the other side. All of the right. Break. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkron. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. The Guns and Gear text line, wide open, 769-241-1944. For the phone line, 601-879-0002. The Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB, streaming worldwide when you're on the road at WYAB.com. Just hit the Listen Live tab. Save it to your home screen as a, as a favorite on your phone, whether it be Android or iPhone or whatever else you may be using. Uh, we are We don't have an app, but... You don't have to have an app. Just save it to your home screen. All right. This segment brought to you by my friends over at Stonington Farm. This is your last day to get your Stonington Farm order in for tomorrow. Go to stoningtonfarm.com. Get the grass-fed difference. You know, I was really impressed. I hope you don't mind me telling this story. Uh, my buddy Chance Shepard with Gracie South. He's a Hoist Gracie black belt instructor over there. He... Texted me last night and well, wanted Stonington Farm phone number to get some Stonington Farm beef. I passed him Miss Katie's phone number. And, and, and I tell you all that to tell you this. Chance is a former professional bodybuilder. He's a black belt jiu-jitsu instructor. He helps people with meal plans when they come and they, they train with him. But, you know, he's, I'm going to say he's a dietitian, but he's a former pro bodybuilder. He can help you with your meal plan and your eating and your diet and stuff. And it's, it's, it's a service he extends people that, that, that train with him. If that guy is ordering gr- the grass-fed Stonington Farms, pay attention. I mean, this is a guy with probably 2 3% body fat that takes care of himself, that knows what he's putting in his body, and has done a ton of research about it. If that guy's eating grass-fed beef and grass-finished, um, pay attention. That's all I'm going to say about that. But um, so appreciate Chance for supporting our sponsors. Speaking of supporting spot, I mean, the, the um, last night I went to watch the debate at Renee's house, and he wanted to thank you about Watkins because mm-hmm. they came over there. I guess it was is it Jonathan? Is that correct? Or, um, uh, Johnny. Johnny, and he said that that, that guy just took care of it. Because mm-hmm. he had that, we were at his house a couple weeks ago. We had that huge tree fall in the yeah. house, and he said, "Man, that guy just was he was he was pretty happy." So if yeah, he's listening. He, that's what he told me last night. Yeah, J- Johnny Casada over at Watkins yeah. Construction. He's the guy. But hey, look real quick on wrapping up about Stonington Farm. Today's your last day to get your order in. They'll be up here tomorrow delivering in Brandon, Florence, and Ridgeland. So all throughout Central Mississippi here. 
three different locations. Pick what's best for you. You can order anything from a one pound of beef, one ribeye, to, to a cow. They got mini cow and whole cow specials. I don't know if, it, if it's too late to get a whole cow special in, but they'll help you with that. Check them out online, stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two ends. If you have any problems with the website or whatever, hit me up. I'll send you Miss Katie's number, and you can put your order in yourself. And uh, get some of that grass-fed difference. 100% grass-fed. Grass-finished, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, and most importantly, MRNA-free, grass-fed, grass-finished, locally-sourced beef from right here in central Mississippi. All right. You asked me about Tate. What was your question? I said, what would you do if Tate – and I'm not saying – I'm not even saying that you're going to vote for Brandon Presley because I don't think you are, right? No. Um, I'm saying – what would you? And that's put us in a bad spot. Yeah, because where's my leverage? Right. I mean, what do you do? I mean, well, actually, though, if you've seen Brandon Presley's commercials, he's he's hell. I think he's more moderate than I am. He's a uh, he's run to the he's got that commercial with the Bible. He's sitting there. Yeah, you've seen that one. Oh yeah, and he's talking about he's pro life and uh, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, the uh, so he's you know he's pretty he's he's pretty conservative Democrat. And um, the uh, but the, yeah the question I was going to ask is so if Tate instituted a mass mandate this week, what would you do? I would probably I'd burn something down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm ready to go to jail over this. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to do whatever it takes. If I had to be a martyr, I have to go to jail. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go full on seek and destroy. Okay, I'm not, I'm not playing the game. You voting for Tate if he does it? No, he's gonna, just, not going to vote. Just, I just won't vote. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, at the end of the day, how do you think? This brings us to a bigger question. How do you think T- Tate Reeves enacting a mass mandate, which, by the way, for me, I don't think he, he's going to do that. Um, if he did, how would that affect the election in the fall? Uh, it's, some people are going to have to question their sensibilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's going to be an assault on people's senses. And I think a lot of people will just do like I did and not vote. And does Brandon Presley say if Tate does institute the mass mandate, does he argue against it as a no. Democrat? I mean, I don't think he would. I think he'd be, no. be in favor of it. But I'm just saying, what does he do? Because then you're like, wait a second. These other people might actually he, vote for me. He can't venture too far off the, the Democrat narrative. Well, I mean, he said I mean, he's, he's already said he's pro-life. Race. I mean, you know, that's, that's pretty far off if you're a Democrat and you're saying you're pro-life. We, I, you have to be in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I understand why he's doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying I mean, maybe, it's a, maybe not all out. 100% zero abortions, but mm-hmm. you've got to be, you know, whether it's the six-week ban that they were kept talking about last night mm-hmm. or the 15-week or whatever, uh, you, you've got to pick your poison. And frankly, I'm 100% pro-life, you know, zero abortions as anybody, but I don't think Republicans are going to win an election if they're adamant that they're zero. zero once, once the conception has happened, yeah, that that you can't have an abortion. No, that whatever. issue's I, hurt them. Yeah, it, for sure, it, it has. I'm just looking at big picture. Mm-hmm. Not it's not what Clay agrees. It's not what Clay thinks. I'm mean, I'm an extremist when it comes to it, but I understand that the candidate that wins the election is going to have to be a little more in the middle on on, on not late term abortions, but 
you know, six week or the week. federal ban. First they, they kept talking about like a federal ban. I think that would be a problem for the Republicans if that's something they yeah. try. They don't have. I mean, this Nikki Haley actually said that really good last night. He's like, "You guys keep talking about a federal ban. We don't have the votes for a federal ban no. anyway. It, it's it, not going to happen." It's so just, can everybody? St- it's like it's political hyperbole. You know, like yeah, just, just stop it. Yeah, just cannon fodder. They're just so. Why are we fighting about something we we don't have the votes for? Just just let it go. And it's yeah. you know it's angry in parts of America too. So I, I thought she made a really good point about that. Yeah, I don't want this election to be about abortion. I've been saying that for mm-hmm. a long time now. Uh, whether it's the presidential or the governor's race, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'm tired of hearing about it. We kind of won the fight. There was there was already the trigger laws in place in the state. It is what it is. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much. I mean, considering like I said, Presley's already said he's pro life, and I yeah. mean the issue settled on that front. Yeah, so. let, 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 I want I want to hear about policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it's going to come down to. But we can get into that too. Yeah, but uh, but, but back to what we we're talking about, like the uh, the Tate Reeves issues the mass mandate. And uh, what do you you know? What happens to him then? I wonder in terms of the election. I think it's political suicide. I think um, people. I think there's a lot of people who aren't as hardcore left and right mm-hmm. that will will vote for Brandon Presley. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but is, does he win? I don't know. Um, could a third party candidate have an opportunity? Could a third party candidate come up and take enough votes away from Tate? That Presley wins. Is there a third party candidate in the race right now? I don't know when I they have to qualify by. I don't either. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. Maybe it's too late with, yeah, the, with all that said. But I, I think the race could be a lot closer than anybody gave it credit. And I'm going to tell you, uh, Presley is a hell of a public speaker. Yeah, you told me that. You went seen, saw him. I've seen him twice now. Mm-hmm. Been really impressed both times. And I'm just kind of removing my biases here. Yeah. Um, you you do, you don't know that he ain't got an R by his name. Mm-hmm. Listening to him talk, yeah, he's very until, conservative until, until mm-hmm. he gets into like Medicaid expansion, right? Which I'm kind of with you. I'm not 100 percent against it. I think you know I'm anti welfare, so I just I don't know. Another again, another conversation. Yeah, that could take up forever, right? For, for talking about day. Medicaid expansion, sure. You know, I, I, I'm not sitting here stomping for Brandon Presley, but I'm not stomping for Tate Reeves either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, I, I I feel like this, like a lot of people felt like with trump versus hillary it was a pick pick your poison yeah it's like nobody yeah when i went and voted for hillary it was like nobody was going like uh man i can't wait to vote for hillary like it just wasn't one of those things you know? well, I, I had a i had a different question of the day and i guess we can ask it in the second hour we're going to get to the debate the debate stuff in the second hour sure um let me ask you guys this you can call in you can text in if wh- what do you do what is the what does the general public do if tate enacts another mask ban i mean a mask mandate or starts telling restaurants they got to close down and no more inside dining i mean if, if they if they go full essential versus unessential which i don't you ain't even got to do that if it, for me it's going to be if you try anything yeah if you institute i have anything, no doubt you will go nuts i mean i could anything. already see the tiktoks in uh, my head what's up there. let's take a call real quick before the break hey Derek. hey no i'm with you brother um we're gonna use anarchy as our weapon because you know when you push this, this mandate stuff, I, I had to remind somebody last night um, to go along with the, the, the mass stuff. They asked me, do I belong to any church? I said, no, I go to different ones. I was like, because to me, the church lost credibility during the, during the so-called pandemic, you know. And, and it's that basis alone as to why I will be just as outraged as you are if they try to implement another mass mandate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, if your church goes along with it, find another church. Yeah, yeah, and I have. I have not joined a single one, and I don't belong to a single one because they folded like a ton of like a ton of bricks, or like a deck of cards, really. And I'm, you know, a ton of bricks is, is laying it on thick. Yeah. But 
you know, and I had to remind somebody got on there, well, this this to keep people safe and this, this. I was like, listen, separation of church and state. Look it up. A mandate is not a law. Okay, and and also mandate doesn't trump law, nor does it trump the Constitution. So you should. I, I don't know why there have been mass lawsuits after this whole scamdemic, pandemic nonsense. Because a mandate was not a law, and they were demanding churches to do X, Y, Z, knowing darn full well that they're separating such thing as separation of church and state. So if they implement another mass mandate, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not wearing it. Bottom if, line: if you're gonna take my freedoms, just gonna take all of them, throw me in jail, because I'm going down swinging. This ain't hyperbole yeah. here either. I, I'm, Make for I'm, some good radio if he does this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go in the grocery store and have a battle royal on aisle four, like I said on Facebook last night. Hey, We're not going to play this because you will be at hey. a level ten every day if this yeah. happens. Hey, Clay, real quick, I'm, I'm going to be kind of busy this morning. Let me throw this in, 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 in your topic of discussion. That outburst that Shadow Robinson did, um, Judge Faith Peterson fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. There was really no need for it. What, what are you outbursting for? You, you understand? Now I'm I'm a I'm gonna contact um, Enrique Rosa in, on Facebook to have him analyze the body language. If you look at the body language, that was totally out of character for whatever reason. And um, Faye Peterson fell for a hook, line, and sinker, and it sounded like to me you just gave our eternity several things to appeal and or you know and are throwing the mix for mistrial. I don't, you know, Derek. I watched the video. All I saw was actually I was following Ross Adams' Twitter feed and saw the clip of it. I mean, I've seen witnesses make outbursts many. I don't know if that's mis mistrial. Yeah. I, I went, I, I I went and found the exact quote too, and I've got that yeah. saved. Hey, Derek, I got to take my break, brother. Be listening on the other side. We will get into it. Yeah, man. Priest. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. Guns and Gear text line is loaded up, and um, we we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to talk about the polo trial. I could do this COVID thing to the turn, end of eternity. Can and, we read uh, Polo text like all the next hour? Just just go over them, each one of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good <laughs> okay. Lord. All right, we'll be right back with Sean Jerkaran on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, are you in the market for a vehicle? Get down to Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center right there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi, if you're uh, looking for some of that ten to $20,000 price range, even some less here and there, they're going to be your spot. Their financing is available. And here's the great thing. You're supporting a good cause. This is Mercy House Teen Challenge. This is a uh, faith-based rehabilitation, drug and alcohol rehabilitation center down there in Georgetown. So the proceeds after expenses go to funding that operation and you might, well, Clay, what, what does that have to do with me? Well, it helps put fathers back in homes, beat addiction, and it saves our streets. You know, if, if you don't have addicts running up and down the streets, stealing stuff, uh, not raising their kids, all this type stuff, it, it definitely has a trickle-down effect. Drugs are not a victimless crime. There's definitely victims. So, or addiction is, is not a victimless crime in the, in the big picture. So you're, you're helping give back. And helping save families and put fathers back in homes. When you do business with Mercy House, Teen Challenge Auto Center. Here's another great thing. Business owners, or anybody else for that matter. You've got a car, a fleet of vehicles. You don't want to deal with sending them to the auction. You can donate them to them and get a tax write-off. Which very well could end up being more money than you could have sold the vehicle for. Same goes for anybody with a vehicle in their driveway, running or not. 
give them a call. They'll come tow it out of the way for you. All you, you can donate it to them. And all you need is a clear title. And you as well get the tax write-off. That could be big savings for you at the end of the year. So check them out. MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. All right. Let's read some text messages here this morning. Let me see here. Pull it back up. The Guns and Gear text line. Y'all been on fire this morning. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Anna says, my child would not be wearing a mask. It ruins their social skills. Um, Derek says, I have to agree with Sean on the polo text. They are hilarious. <laughs> While he was admonishing people about being emotional and harassing women, he was obviously doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I still think Shadow is a piece of trash. Uh, Kimberly says, Polo just might get off his lawyer, the jury, Hines County, etc. And she says, uh, Shadow set herself up to be a boss. She was all that plus some extra. Yeah. She was. I, you know, I, I don't think Polo's walking, Clay. I'm going to give you my, this is in my opinion of yeah. doing this for this long. Uh, I just, if what I've been reading about it, and it looks like, I, I think you used to call it this is I'm just this is some inside baseball we used to when we were trying to case be like somebody's cooked. I was like, Yep, somebody's cooked. <laughs> like yeah. he's about to get cooked. That's the way it it's the way it seems to me. I mean he's uh you know, she's got him at the scene over the body, shooting the guy, all that, he's sending her all his text, but he's sending pictures of the inside of her house. Yeah. You know, he had sent pictures like that. He knows how to get into her house. Yeah, I know, mean and I think I think some people were trying to suggest, at least from the comments and some of the things I've seen, that when she made the point that David, what was his name David? Davis. Davis. Yeah. Had said when when Polo pulled up and David said, "It's all right. I got. I'll take care of it." Yeah. Or, you know, said that, right. Trying to insinuate that maybe he, uh, maybe play a self defense type role or something. Mm-hmm. You know that maybe maybe he attacked Polo and that's when he got shot. I, that ain't how I. Took but, I mean, it that. was in his house. Yeah. Right? It was. I mean, in, it was. Yeah. In the, it was Polo come to her house where he was the guest. Like, right. It wasn't his home. Yeah, her but, house, excuse me. Yeah. But uh, he was an invited guest at the house. Yeah. Polo was not. Because they were going to cook, I think it was like neck bones neck and collard bones greens. Neck bones and collard greens. It sounds really good, by the Cat way. Bones. I love neck bones and I, collard I, greens. I'd like for you to share those neck bones and collard greens with me, please. But, um, um, and by the way, shout out to Ross Adams. He's, his Twitter feed really has kind of kept us informed about mm-hmm. what's going on in the courtroom. Because when you're watching the feed, it's, it's hard to hear. You I can't gotta turn it up loud. Yeah, it's really hard to hear. And so Ross has got a really good Twitter feed, and it kind of shows it out pretty well. But um, yeah, I mean, she's got him. He's in. He, he's in. He's in uh, Pastor Pickett's truck, the one that he borrowed. You know, and mm-hmm. and um, and he's um, and he sounds like just. I mean, dude, he sounds like a psychopath. Like he's all about this. His his this his side piece, right? I mean, yeah. let's put it that, that's what it is, you know. And uh, and because he's married, he's got he's married with like three kids or something, something like that. And then later she said, "I just found out." Yeah, right. Yeah. But whatever. And uh, and then she wanted to cut the relationship off, but he's still coming back and forth. So uh. yeah, I mean, it was a lot. And then we did confirm there were in fact kids in the house. Yeah, when the when the murder happened, um, which I was not. I, you know, that was kind of back and forth. I wasn't one hundred percent sure. So there were in fact kids in the house. So, I mean, it's just a bad deal. And, I mean, I guess Polo's defense at the end of the day is just trying to prove he wasn't there. Yeah, I'd have been good luck. I mean, right, because now they – and that's what I – there's other the, witnesses, too, in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that, that put him there. And I – you know, I texted you this yesterday. I checked with buddies of mine and the prosecutors. Uh, they're still prosecutors doing this. And uh, they're still using the cell phone tower pings. That's, yeah. So that's what they were doing in this trial. So they pinged him there. He's there. She puts him there. He's there with his gun. I, I don't know. I've seen the – 
the uh, testimony of whether they matched the uh, casings up. I think they did, though. I think that's part of it. They, they did the, They matched the stamps up. The stamp, right. And that's what they yeah, do. I don't know about like true ballistics, mm-hmm. but they did match the stamps up based on the same ammo that he had. Okay. There, I mean, there you go. It's the same one consistent the ammo he had that fired out of this. You know, yeah, I just think that. Uh, and then he's he's in New Orleans with the, you know with his gun hiding out going to take this cruise apparently I mean he's guilty as all get out let's just put it that way I mean he's, well, I mean, he's pretty guilty man he, he's got Pastor Pickett trying to get in touch with Dennis Sweet for him yeah I forgot about that you That's, know I mean he he Anthony he, Anthony Fox reaches out to him um which I, I love the Fox Anthony name. Fox reached out to him I didn't well, so Fox was a Clinton detective oh that's right you know so Fox reached out because he thought Polo may have been the victim. Oh, so okay. he was checking on him, and then he realized that Polo wasn't the victim, and he tries to talk Polo into turning himself in. Polo says he's going to turn himself in when he gets his lawyer. Well, uh, they they think you're the victim because you were clearly there. Yeah, then I mean that's that's it. Right? I mean, just this, this this trying to argue that he just wasn't there. I mean, I'm sure Shadow called the. I didn't see that's part of testimony I couldn't hear because of the. The stream. I'm sure she called the police when yeah. Mr. Davis got killed. Told told them that who the called 911 dispatcher who did it. Yeah, I mean, and then I told them again when they got there who did it. I mean, so, I mean, this is yeah. He's uh, I mean, but she did. I guess they're trying to play. She just heard the gunshots. She didn't see the gunshots because she was well, in the back room. But she saw him standing over the dead body with his gun. Yeah, I mean that's in. In her house that he wasn't supposed to be at at the time. Yeah. Where, you know, where yeah, Davis then, was there. And then, I mean, because she, she screamed out that she screamed some stuff to him mm-hmm. at the house as she's over the dead body. Yeah. I mean, she didn't see a ghost. She saw Polo. I mean, what's his defense going to be? That she did the killing? I don't know. I'm just. that. Okay, so what I heard yesterday. Oh, we got to take a break. We'll be yeah. right back. Show. I will save the ad read for the next hour here. We got just a couple minutes left to close out hour one here with Sean York Caron on uh, the Clay Edwards show. Uh, Sean, I'm just sitting here. We're, we're on this polo stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly where we left off, but let's just go to the, some of these text messages. Uh, the Shadow says um, she, she reads a text from 2021 where she called him a stalker. She tells another one here. It says she says polo was gaslighting me. Shadow told the jury, says he would show up at her house unannounced and cut her lawn and even once cut down a tree that she loved. Okay. I mean, is that kind of a spiteful, or did he? Or did he, he cut, but, well, she cut, he cut her grass there. Isn't that nice yeah, of him? I, I mean, guess, uh, maybe, maybe he didn't know. I mean, maybe he didn't know it was a good tree. Yeah, maybe he was just, you know, it seems like he was doing good yeah. work around the house for his woman. Yeah, so, I, and I've got the quote here pulled up, too. Of, of this outburst that people are talking about, because yeah, you watch the, the video and you can't understand. You can't it. understand what you're saying, but yeah, right. But she says, uh, "Look, I'm gonna have to uh, self censor a little bit here, and I'm kind of reading WLBT's quote. Mm. Right, I got one minute for our next break. It says, "I had to secure my babies." Robinson said, "Your children, they were home." Assistant DA uh, Gwen Agaho said, "Yes, Spirit loved that man." Referring to Davis, any move he made. He knew that that baby was on that man's heels. You hear me? Robinson said, having a, having mentioned her special needs child earlier in the testimony, quote, he could have killed my effing babies. Man, that's effed up. Judge Faye Peterson didn't excuse the jury, but Robinson kept going. He didn't give a damn. I trusted him around my kids. I would have never done that to him, Robinson shouted. I would have never disrespected his house. Robinson was also excused briefly. Uh, 
So then she she screamed. Oh, she screamed some stuff over at Polo also. All right, we got to take our top of the hour news break here. We're gonna, probably going to pick back up on some of this Polo stuff. I want you guys' thoughts. I'm going to finish reading your text messages. We'll be right back. We're also hour two. We're going to break down the debate somewhat. Be right back. Again, it's hour number two of The Realist Show on the radio, the free-range human show of choice, and, of course, your daily dose of reality radio. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing, locally owned, locally operated, with big city services and connections. If that makes any sense to you, it does to me. But if you have any roof issues, if a tree has fallen on your roof in Bellhaven, like our, <laughs> like our friend Renee, <laughs> yeah. Uh, give them a call. They'll come out to do a complimentary roof inspection, find out what you need repaired. Maybe you need the whole roof replaced. They're not going to do any more than they have to do. You know, they're, they're going to try to just sell you a whole new roof. They're, they're there to get to do it right, do what's best for your budget, and go from there. Uh, but they're the professionals. And, uh, Sean, you were saying that uh, Johnny came out and just had Renee boom, boom, huh? Yeah, because I went over to Renee's last night to watch the debate, and uh, he just was really impressed with that. Because he was, you know, he, this is his first house. So he's he's only owned it for about, I think, two years now. And so he's, you know, he's had, just like everybody who owns a house, some things go wrong, and you just kind of get used to how you fix it. And uh, he was really concerned when that tree fell on his roof. And I was there for that. That happened like a week ago. Mm-hmm. It was like on a Friday night. And, uh, and it was, it sounded like, it literally sounded like the roof was caving in when this tree, cause there's so many trees in Bellhaven and this is a constant problem, obviously. And, uh, so he was nervous about it. And of course he went on the roof himself and he was like, I'm going to pull this tree off. I'm like, yeah, that's not a good idea, bro. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so Johnny, uh, came over and, uh, really fixed him up. Right. And he was really, really happy about it. Good stuff there. Yeah. They'll get you taken care of. Give them a call. Check out all their five star reviews on social media, Google, all these places. They do it. They do it right. They, and I, I tell you all constantly about their constant communication. They stay in contact with you the entire process. Uh, they'll answer questions you didn't know you had before you asked them. They, they, they're that good at it. So I think that goes a long way. You know, communication. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm in sales and watching the service that they've they've been doing uh, with, with my buddy I work with. They had to get something done to his house. And uh, my other buddy here, Renee, and just things you read and hear. Uh, I can't imagine you using anybody else. That's Watkins Construction Roofing. Check them out online, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Get your complimentary roof inspection today. All right, Sean? Polo. Polo. Yeah, okay, so uh, let's read a few texts. How about that? Sure. Maybe, uh, you know, get some other people's opinions here on this subject. Um, I do have an interesting text there about Brandon Presley. Um, Kimberly says, uh, one more thing. What did Shadow's shirt say? Yeah, I saw that. I, it, it had some words missing, so I couldn't quite check it out. Uh-huh. All right. We'll shift from text. They've kind of gotten off subject from the, from that stuff. I did read, I uh, want to, speaking of text, uh, Polo Center, not only was he texting, he also sends her emails. And did you receive the run where he said, uh, I would rather die than live without you? No, I, I, I actually did sell a vehicle yesterday. Okay. So I missed some of that all going on, and I didn't get a chance to, with trying to do show prep for the, with the debate stuff, mm-hmm. I, I didn't dig too much deep into what I missed. Yeah, he's like, he's, I guess he sent her an email, said, I would I'd rather die than live without you. I'm like, I just kind of got that Brian Adams song on my head. I Everything I do, live, I do if it living for you. is without you. Yeah, I'll get that one too. There you go. I can't <laughs> breathe if breathing is without you. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, looks like Polo, I can't say the phrase on the air, but you know what I'm saying. 
you know, that's yeah. what it seems like Polo was with this woman. And, um, and I mean, he really, he really, he was really into her. I guess she had something. Who knows? Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you what I saw watching this is, um, uh, I, sometimes you just got to say it. You can't tiptoe around it. Yeah. Uh, culture. There's some culture differences in, in, in this side piece culture. Oh. You know, it's just some very distinct differences and just kind of watching her have to be on the stand and kind of explain that he was her side piece and she was actually his side piece, but he was in love. Okay. Wait, he was, she, he was her side piece too? Well, I'm not saying she wasn't married. She wasn't married. Okay. But clearly she was having relations with Davis, with two men. Yeah. I mean, admittingly, you know. And I mean, that's nothing new, though, right? No, no, yeah. but you know, having to get up there and reconcile that, you mm-hmm. know, with it could be kind of embarrassing. I know what you're trying to yeah, say, like, how do you yeah, say that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, I was doing this guy and I'm doing this guy. Yeah, it gets a little mm-hmm. bit in front of a jury in a courtroom. I mean, who wants yeah. to talk about I mean, does anybody want to see any of our text messages? No, no. <laughs> like, no, I, mean, I mean, you don't want that to come in public. I mean, I get I, it. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. she's obviously a conflicted human being, like most of us, and I, yeah. I and I want to be careful about. About just you know talking bad too, too bad about her, you know because she's obviously doing some stuff right. She takes care. Of, she's adopted kids. She takes mm-hmm. care of a mentally, you know, a a, a mental what am I word? A, special needs was it? A special needs. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's what I was looking for. She takes care of a special needs kid. I mean, look, and she's a single woman. I mean, yeah, she can date as many guys she wants to. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't have a problem you know, with that. I, I I just I think posting those bikini pics from a couple of days ago that was a little uncouth. I, yeah. On the day of his, on the day of the, this is all starting. Just kind of. Well, at least you know, have some. I would say, just have some respect for for Mr. Davis that died well, that's over I'm, this. Yeah, I'm not, it didn't seem like he was. You know, it seems like he kind of almost was really the innocent party here. And what I mean by, like, he didn't. I'm I'm guessing this. I don't know this, but I'm assuming she didn't explain the extent of the relationship with Polo. I'm sure she said, "Hey, this is a guy that's like falling." You know, like. You hear yeah. that sometimes, like, oh, this guy really likes me or whatever it is. So maybe he didn't really know how obsessed Polo was with her. Yeah, and in, in her defense, but I don't think most women are going to explain to the new guy. Yeah, no, 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 totally. The, I'm not the even extent of the last guy. Yeah, this, I'm not you know jumping yeah. on her for that either. But I'm just saying, I think you know, Mr. Davis was just kind of like, hey, I'm going to go over to this woman's house. We're going to you know barbecue and hang out, and then here comes you know psycho lover dude that shows up and kills you. I mean. Yeah, man. I, I I just don't think any even if he, even if he had known everything about Polo, I don't think you could have thought it would escalate to that. Like his track record. I mean, he's a he's un, he's a little unhinged. Yeah, but I don't think even on the most unhinged day you could ever expect him to to do that. Well, right? Because it's like I know this guy. You know him. I mean, he was here hosting a radio show with you before, and I mean, he's the guy on the radio. You're like the guy on the radio killed me. Like, I mean, I said, you know, it's like I got killed by the guy on the radio. Like, yeah, like I was. Me and Allison were talking last night. She was she was trying to ask you like, why is this trial a big deal? Mm-hmm. I said, I, I said I can't paint another way to say it other than just pretend that I did that to somebody. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's would it, a, yeah. Would it would it be a big deal? Just my haters alone would make it a big deal because they want to dance on my grave. Oh, it'd be a big old try in Hines County. Clay Edwards, a local radio host, is on trial for murdering his outside agitator. Yeah, like they just come up with the whole thing, and yeah. you know, just and I assume the guy that got killed by you like would be like, I can't believe Clay Edwards killed me, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> real stand up guy. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, let's take a call real quick. Hey, you on there? Oh, I was just saying, uh, this not this not her first murder trial. 
That's right. You, Clay, you said that the other day. But, uh, her first yeah. murder. Yeah. No. She, didn't she? Didn't she do some time for a manslaughter or something? Uh, yeah, but, that's, all, that's all I want to say. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's what we were saying yesterday, man. You know, we talk about body counts. She's got one. Yeah, that's right. As you said, you said yesterday. Yeah, I forgot about that. So what did she – she was convicted of manslaughter herself? I believe that's what I, what I heard. It was manslaughter. I mean, I, again, I haven't gone digging in. I'm just mm-hmm. reading what I've seen online. But apparently she was convicted of manslaughter um, with a previous lover a decade or so ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Whoa. Yeah. Not, and I mean, that, that was actually, I saw that on a, in that Facebook group, the Real News Jackson. Oh, uh, okay. So it's nothing that's actually been but, out. And it, well, no, it's, it's been out. Um, and I think it was her sister was, uh, somebody who was claiming to be her sister was defending her on mm-hmm. her post saying, let, you know, that was her past, let that be. You know, well, I, yeah. think it's, I think it's relevant. That's what I was about to say. I think it's pretty relevant. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know that necessarily that would come into evidence. I could see the argument for it, too, though, if that's your defense that she, if, that she killed him, right? that, uh, that she killed Davis. If, I don't know if that's the defense that they're going with. Yeah, by the way, well, even well, then, it probably wouldn't come in. But you know. I want to go back and say again, all this is alleged right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd have, you know? Man, I just have to see that. But that's, uh, yeah. that's interesting. Like, I wonder what if they're going to shift to she's the killer. I think it all – but the, from what I'm reading now, that almost sounds like a really dumb defense, too, because it – um he's already, you know, he's got the truck, he's there, he's got the guns, it just doesn't seem to add up. And plus, also, I think they already went with, I didn't watch the opening statement, but I think they already went with, he wasn't there. Right? Well, they tried to insinuate, again, this is my this is my perception of what uh, Fortner was trying to insinuate. There were six shell casings found. Mm-hmm. He was not, he had he was shot nine times. Yeah. There were six casings found, found and the six they found all matched the same brand stamp mm-hmm. that they found in Polo's possession. Okay. Fortner, it felt like, to me, was trying to insinuate, well, the other three you didn't find could have been from her gun. Mm-hmm. Because they were saying, didn't she have a 9 millimeter in the house, too? Did they recover one? Do we know that? Yeah. Okay, they did. Uh, but they went back a couple of days later with the search warrant. Mm-hmm. They, they found her gun. So, you know, the insinuation was, well, maybe, I mean, I, well, I think at minimum, you could say m- maybe she was a co-conspirator. Yeah, they both killed him. Yeah, but I don't see how you could... Okay, well, the, these six match his. I don't, you just have to assume the other three you can't find probably are of the same six. Yeah, probably. I would yeah, assume I so. I don't think she, he shot her six times and she took her gun and she shot him three times. Like, yeah, I don't think it was little, a Bonnie and Clyde yeah, scenario. Yeah, that's what I mean. It is a little little fantastic there. I mean, you know, and again, that may not have been what he was trying to do, but just in... I'm putting myself in the position of the juror. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm a juror, how do I... How do I decipher that? And that's the way I deciphered it. And I just, it felt like a stretch. But I'm going to give Tom credit here. He, I mean, he knows he's got a turd sandwich. Yeah, I mean, Tom's a great lawyer. I mean, I'm sure he's going to do whatever he can with, you know, the little that he's got here. I mean, your your client runs off and Pastor Pickett's truck to New Orleans and is trying to get on a cruise ship. I mean, what do you, how do you, what do you say about well, that? And he's calling people in law enforcement trying to. Figure out what to do. He's called, mm-hmm. you know, or, or him and Anthony Fox have communication. However, it was initiated. However, many calls were made, and what a strange deal. Because you would think that wouldn't with with Anthony Fox's name getting brought up this much, mm-hmm. he, he almost needs to be a witness in this thing. Yeah, yeah. But, I wonder if they. Well, I, yeah, to the yeah to the D, But considering the, the problem that he has with, with the DA's with office, the DA's office. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt they subpoenaed him for the trial. I, I do too. Or did they? Maybe they did. I mean, I guess you would have to if Polo called called him. Yeah, like you're saying. I didn't. I mean, he read called that. Polo and back and forth. I mean, I would have. I would have been like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have to definitely call him as a witness. And what, what is he? Anthony's a stand up guy. I don't yeah. think he would do anything 
No, he'd probably tell the truth, I'm sure. Right. I mean, tell the truth on everything. But boy, it puts them in a situation because they've gone on this witch hunt for Anthony Fox, and they have him rotting away in a jail cell while murderers are roaming the streets of Jackson. Anyway. Let me ask you that. So you read that somewhere that he, Polo had actually contacted Anthony Fox. Listen, and, and the, the, the other Clinton investigator that. It was on the stand, stand and testified to that. Yeah, testified to that yesterday. That's what okay. I was listening to on the way in. He said, um, and he made a point to say that Detective Fox was the best law enforcement officer, one of the best, most stand-up mm-hmm. guys he's ever worked with, that Polo had called him. I'm okay. sorry, I'm sorry. That Fox called Polo. Okay. This is the, there may have been more phone conversation, mm-hmm. but the initial one was Fox thought and just the, the craziness of it all mm-hmm. before they got to the scene like when the when their rem- computerized uh 911 dispatch thing went out yeah i guess familiar with the area familiar with the situation mm-hmm. somewhat he may have thought it was polo who was the victim you know okay and just hearing the hysterical 911 maybe it got it got relayed wrong mm-hmm. so he was calling to you polo was okay okay because, you know, Polo and them had Polo had Fox in his back through that whole thing. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's how I met Fox was through Polo. And we, all oh. to, we all met at Martin's one day, and I got to, you know, to meet those guys and all that stuff. And I, and I was with Polo. I got gotcha. you. Th- then. So, Polo is, Fox is calling Polo to see if he's okay. Mm-hmm. At this point, figures out. Polo is Polo, okay. Polo's okay. Roles have reversed here. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to talk him into turning himself in. I got gotcha. you. And Polo is saying that he's got to get his lawyer first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's basically lawyered up at that point, and then most yeah. of the stuff. And I, you know, I point. don't know, and Dennis yeah. Sweet's name's come up continuously throughout this mm-hmm. in the trial. Yeah. You know, I don't know where he got out of the Dennis Sweet business and into the Tom Fortner business, um, or, you know, kind of what happened, but uh, it, that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm wondering if they, you know, maybe, seems like you'd want to subpoena Detective yeah. Fox for that. To testify to that, yeah, and, and, so. and maybe they have. They got thirty something witnesses. I'm, do they have to release the witness list in advance? Yeah, you got Yeah, you do. I mean, I, the only thing I can see, I guess, with the testimony of Fox would be, you know, did he lawyer up at that point? So then that's not going to those portions wouldn't be admissible. I mean, even though it was a not, it wasn't. An, I don't even know that it was an interrogation. It was certainly non custodial because he's on the phone. But which you have to have a you know custodial interrogation. And um, so I'm thinking that uh, he. Um, the, I don't know the phone call, but the minute he says, I want a lawyer, you know, everything kind of shuts down at that point. Yeah. So I don't think, but from what you're saying, Fox was calling him to check on him. So that'd be an interesting, you know, legal argument, how that personal, would come in. Like yeah, I still level. think he could testify to the fact that he did try to reach out to him um, because he was worried about him. And um, they were, I guess it sounded like they were friends to some certain extent. Yeah, acquaintances, you know, at minimum. And so it would be interesting to see mm-hmm. how that comes. If they if he testifies today, does he does anybody know if Anthony Fox got a subpoena? Yeah. So so where does where where did the conversation pivot from friend from from, from I'm not I'm not the dead one to I'm going to turn myself in? Yeah, like Anthony what, Fox calling his friend to Anthony Fox, the detective, calling like now realizing that there is a murder that's taking place and this is a suspect. Yeah, and it happened yeah. in Clinton where Fox. Right. Was a detective, that's interesting. Was a that's super interesting. I'm really that'd be interesting to know um, whether he. They the state issued a subpoena to Anthony Fox on the case. That'd be yeah. really interesting to find out if somebody knows, text us or call in. But um, that'd be really fascinating to know. Let's that. see here. We got a couple of texts on the text machine. Carl Ray says in the opening statement, it seemed that their defense was to point at Shadow could mm-hmm. be the was to seem to point that Shadow could be the shooter and put reasonable doubt in the jury. Mm-hmm. Polo is a jailhouse lawyer. And loves to grandstand. He loves getting this five minutes of fame. Do not disagree with that on any level at all. Uh, Bobcat says enough about Polo. 
time for the debate, please. Yep, I'm with you on it. We're going to take, <laughs> take our break, come back, and it's debate time. All right. Thank you all for bearing with us. I love my Jackson drama. What can I say? Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey, you may be asking yourself, what is for lunch today down at Martin's downtown? And I, uh, I can tell you. I'm glad you asked. Today, the lunch special at Martin's is pot roast. And you get your choice of a couple sides and all that. Of course, you can order off the menu, too. The country fried steak's available every day. If, uh, if you can handle it in this heat, I highly, highly recommend it. But look, that's not what they're paying us to do here. I'm just throwing the lunch thing in for a bonus. We are here to help promote their live entertainment, their evening time stuff. They've, uh, of course, tomorrow night is ribeye steak night. Yep. It's a, it's a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. like old school, like if you grew up going to like the hill and places like that that had a, it was a bar and a steakhouse and had a band. Mm-hmm. That's what Martin's is like on Friday nights with steak night. I think it's awesome. So let's see here. Friday night, they've got okay, make sure, the Tailsman. Mm-hmm. That's the 25th, right? That's tomorrow night. Yeah. Yep. The Tailsman will be there live tomorrow night. <clears throat> and then, Upcoming here soon, they've got, on November 30th, the Ultimate Doors Tribute Band. It's called the Ultimate Doors Tribute to the Doors. So check that out. Check out Martin's Downtown JXN.com or their Facebook page. Same thing, Martin's Downtown JXN for their upcoming live music events and more. They've got a bunch of cool stuff going on. I see here where they've got a... uh, Ooh, that's a tribute to somebody. I just can't quite figure out who it is. It's called Sex Brews. <laughs> Interesting title for a band there. Uh, one more thing real quick before we move on. Another upcoming show they have that you guys may find interesting is St. Alsley, a modern tribute to the music of Jerry Garcia returns to Martin's um, on September 23rd. That's going to be awesome. That that would that will be a big one. So just look, man, a lot of cool stuff down there. They're very eclectic with their music. They have everything from... New metal to jam bands, rap, and even country music there at Martin. So check them out, Martin's Downtown, JXN.com. All right, the anticipation okay. is over. Let's get to the debate. Sean, um, top three. Top three. Who did I? Well, who I, who I, let me just put it this way. Who did I think came out the best, whether they did the best or not? I think it's a different – I think who's – going to benefit let me put it that way benefit the most i think vivek benefits big time from the debate yeah he um a lot of people didn't even know who he was whether you whether you could you could debate all day his knowledge on policy and those kinds of things but he he put himself in front of the american public last night and i think that um you know he was the most googled candidate last night i looked at those stats and um so he made he made a dent he's going to get a bump he's going to get some money i think for that uh nikki haley in my mind did a fantastic job during the debate um i think she's going to get a second look now, and I, you can't believe I'm going to say this. People are going to hate it, but Mike Pence did a good job, better than I thought. I, I just I didn't know that was the same guy. Yeah. So those three, to me, did the best. I think Ron DeSantis didn't hurt himself. He actually he helped himself because everybody was expecting he's on the decline. Everybody knows it. Everybody's seen that, and so he um he didn't uh, he didn't hurt himself. He was good at sometimes. He looked like he was yelling a little bit too much. I think that was a problem for him. At one point, I thought he was crying. Well, the crowd was really loud when he was talking. Yeah, too. and it wasn't all. Boo- it wasn't booze. I mean, they cheered. No, a lot, he did. A he lot. had some really big cheers. He yeah. did. He did. Uh, like I said, he didn't hurt himself. He, 
Uh, I thought he did, you know, he did fine. But what I did read a really interesting takeaway about his performance is his campaign had thought that he was going to be the one attacked because he's the second place guy. Mm-hmm. And they kind of left him alone all night. It became a war between Vivek and Haley and then Chris Christie and Vivek and Pence and Vivek. That's kind of what you saw bounce the force all night. And um, so that's why I think, you know, the biggest winner in my mind was Vivek because he was so on. I mean, he was known for, you know, political people that into this. But most people in the American public last night was the first chance for them to him to introduce himself to America. And he did that. And um, I think he also set himself up to kind of be a proxy for Trump, you know, possible VP cabinet position. That's kind of where I'd see that handing. He definitely um, skewed towards the MAGA crowd. Absolutely. Skewed yeah. well with the MAGA crowd. I saw. I was watching my Facebook feed a little bit, and I was seeing a lot of Vivek stuff. Um, I think. I think he gained the most. Yeah, I'd agree with notoriety, that. Notoriety, whatever. He was the most polarizing up there. I thought too. Sure. Um, he was funny. You but, know. You know. I mean, not not standing for Ukraine. He he said a lot of things that I like. He uh, he said he would support President Trump if he was the uh, candidate. He said he pardoned him too. Yes, yeah, he would pardon him. And I, I just liked, it. and I went into it. I had a buddy of mine, Joe Cook, hit me up, and he, Joe's a kind of a, a traditional liberal, a lot like yourself. Mm-hmm. And Joe was texting me and said, "What this is before the debates even?" Yeah. He said, like, "What do you think about the Vivid guy?" I was like, "I like him." He said, "Man, I do too, and a lot of my friends do too." Mm-hmm. He goes, "I think I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do in these debates." And I think if you went into it already liking Vivid, mm-hmm. you came out of it liking him more. Yeah, and I think my top three was Vivek, DeSantis, and uh, Nikki Haley. Yeah, you know, and I look, and I'm going to be—I don't like Chris Christie, but I don't think Chris Christie did a bad job either until he got into his TDS stuff. Yeah, well, you know, he—he's got a—he's playing a role right now. His role is the anti-Trump guy. He's the anti-Trump guy. Yeah, I mean, he's the number one dude for that. So. I mean, considering he was booed most of the night, if you listen to that, yeah. I thought he did a good job, too, because he's a very knowledgeable guy. I mean, yeah. and he uh, – I thought he handled that very well. He knocked – I mean, he knocked Vivek down pretty hard at one point when Vivek you know, introduced himself as saying, I'm a skinny kid with a funny last name. And Christie's like, yeah, we heard that before because that's what Obama said. You know, I think – I don't know if it was the first debate he was in or yeah. for speech, but that was Obama's line. So he kind of made fun of him for – plagiarizing Barack Obama. And uh, so he hit him pretty good at, at that point, I thought. But yeah, Chris, Chrissy did a good job. You know, I even thought the guy from, the, the kind of weird guy from North Dakota, Brugram, I, some of the things he said, I agreed with. I said, you know, that's yeah. not, he didn't do, he wasn't, and Hickey just, didn't he just break his leg before the event, I oh, think? And sure. he was like standing on, I think he either hurt his leg or did something. I, I to like it. him too. Um, he didn't do well. I, he was second worst, in my opinion. I thought Asa Hutchinson was the worst. He, he just, Asa Hutchinson sounded like a, like a like your grandfather kind of. He reminds like he just, me of who was the governor from Ohio? Kasich, John Kasich. He reminded me a lot of Kasich, a lot of just ire towards Trump, you know. And, and I don't know, I, I didn't like him at all. He don't need to. That's the former Arkansas governor. I don't think him or Bugger will be on the next debate. That's kind of what I'm. Yeah. That's what it looks like. You're just going to go that direction. But I was, you know, I'm glad you put Haley in your top there too because I was. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. I did I not. Ex- I didn't expect her to to come out there like that. And she she did. I mean, man, she came with it. And uh, I expected her to be bottom three with the other two. I so did mentioned. I. I didn't. I didn't see it. And uh, she was. She was excellent. Um, one I was kind of upset about because I've 
been a fan of his, even though, of course, I'm a Democrat, but I still like him, is uh, Tim Scott. And Tim Scott didn't hurt himself, but he didn't have that. I think people were expecting him to have some sort of breakout moment during the debate, which just never happened. It never materialized for him. And that may have been because Vivek kind of sucked up all the air in the room of that whole debate. And with um, especially his exchanges between him and Nikki Haley, yeah. and then of course with Mike Pence. But um, well, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott are going to split a lot of the a lot of the crowd too. Both being from South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so they're, they're, some one of them had to set themselves apart. And look, I like Tim Scott, but I believe Nikki set herself apart there. And uh, back to DeSantis, real quick. He had the most to lose. Absolutely, yeah. I thought, and he did. I, I think it gave this was real Trump not being there while from a spectator standpoint mm-hmm. sucks but from a legitimate political finding out about these candidates standpoint mm-hmm. and learning about them it was the best thing that could happen for the party as a whole i think yeah because you, you could sit there and say because i definitely didn't have Haley as a as any i was like mm-hmm. why is she doing this and the bench is deep you're going to weed out a few of these billionaires who have kind of planted themselves there yeah um I, again i i, I don't agree with this kind of middle of the road stuff on abortion Mm -hmm. but i do understand that you're gonna have to not be so all or nothing as a republican to Mm. to win the republicans whoever is is the candidate is is i don't think the six-week abortion ban stuff that's not gonna work for him nationally no no way you know whether i i agree with that or not yeah i'm I'm just saying if we're gonna win an election and that's the most important thing right now Mm -hmm. We're going to have to come to the come to some kind of happy medium on this n- abortion narrative, even though it's back to the states. Anyway, there's not going to be a federal and that's what abortion B- Bugram said. You know, yeah. I thought that was good. He said, "Hey, wait, we've been fighting for 50 years to get this back to the states. Now it's back to the states, and you guys want a federal abortion ban? Yeah. Like that's a little bit, you know, it's it, he, you know, we've been working towards that. You got it. The states now get to decide. Just leave it at that. Yep. But so I think I agree with you 100. I think Nikki Haley actually outlaid, laid that out pretty well, saying that. You guys even talking about this doesn't make any sense, and it hurts us because we're never going to have the votes for it. Yep. That's let's just not going to happen. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, brother. Thanks for staying on hold. Oh, no problem. Uh, just a little joke. Start off. H- can we agree that Asa Hutchinson looks like uh, Data from Star Trek? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, Tim Scott did the, did the worst. I mean, I, I don't think he hurt himself pretty much. I just think that he... Didn't have a a good showing. He had a lot to gain and didn't, didn't take advantage of. I think Haley stole a lot of that thunder that I thought Tim Scott would get. And I thought this sounds bad. I thought he said he came across as like Wayne Brady playing a guy running for president. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what mean, I thought. I don't know how. I mean, y'all don't have to agree with this. I'm black, so I mean, I, I don't know how a black guy can come off so vanilla, but. He did. I mean, I just let's be honest. I mean, he just. I, you know, I mean, I think Wayne Brady made that joke too. Uh, you know, it just uh, yeah, he just came across that way. Um, but I have to be honest, just like, what was it? Eight people on stage, I think. But like, um, I can't vote for six of them because, uh, they all agreed to like fund the Ukraine war. Like when that question came up and like the only two people that rose their hand was Vivek and DeSantis. I was like, yep. Yep. Okay, well. I got that in my notes right here too. Well, that, I th- that was big for me. Well, I think there's a. You saw that last night. There's a big divide in the party. There's the the MAGA base. I think for the most part that isn't a fan of Ukraine or any foreign intervention. And then there's the uh, there's the the other part of the Republican Party that is pro. It's not Ukraine. it's not anti foreign intervention. It's Ukraine is a money laundering scam for the Bidens and well, and, and for right. and for the just, Uniparty. 
I just feel like it's like um, like we're not involved in the war, uh, like with boots on the ground. But it just it this feels like I mean if Iraq if Iraq and Afghanistan wasn't this generation's like Vietnam or Korean War, like Ukraine is leading up to that point if we ever get boots on the ground because it's like it's a pointless war. <laughs> we're probably going to be stuck in it for ten years if we get boots on the ground. And then we're going to war with Russia if we ever put boots on the ground who has nuclear weapons. But it just seems like a pointless thing to do. Well, at that point, it won't last 10 years. It'll be over pretty quick, I'd imagine. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right, bro. But, hey, I appreciate You got any, anything else real quick? Oh, uh, well, yeah. It's just the last fact is Nikki Haley was talking about um, we spent three, well, less than three and a half percent of our national defense budget, which is $1.7 trillion, and we spent we sent $70 billion to Ukraine, and she's acting like that's just a drop in the bucket. Like, I, yeah, I can't vote for her. I, I, <laughs> she, I, she had a good little back and forth with Vivek, but, yeah, no. I'm with like, you, brother. All right, man, have a blessed one. You too, guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, just real quick before we go to break here. The, the, the sheer disgust on the look of some of those guys' faces when, when DeSantis and, and Vivek said they wouldn't – vote to continue sending money mm-hmm. to Ukraine. I mean, like, Mike Pence and them just got mad. Yeah. I mean, like, what? You what? You what? What? I mean, what do you mean? Well, I mean, I think what I was saying, yeah, I think it's just a split in y'all's party where there is a there's a section that is, you know, pro-Ukraine and other foreign interventions. And I don't mean, when I said foreign interventions, do you, Clay, I mean, I'm talking about you, what you and I discuss all the time, that yeah. you're not, you're anti-war and anti get involved mm-hmm. in, even if it is in Ukraine, I'm sure there's other things that you're sure. anti us spending money on. We got That's way what, too many problems here right. that need to be addressed first. More of the right, more of the you know America first platform that you guys are on. So that's what I'm saying. I think there's in y'all's party there's that split between that base that thinks that way and the other way. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Ron. All right, welcome back in here to the Clay Edwards Show. As we are winding down the day, we got about 15 more minutes to go. I want you guys' opinions. Somebody kept calling during the break. Guys, I, I, no, I don't mean to be rude. I don't want to talk during the break. Uh, we, we're doing a lot of show prep in between there to decide what we're going to talk about. If you want to call and I put you on hold, it means you're coming up on the air. So just a, just a heads up. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but we've got a, it's a lot of moving parts. I don't have a producer. I am the producer. So if you, um, if you want to talk, you got to do it on air. So the phone number six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Guns and Gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. Wild Bill says only two stood out: DeSantis and Ramaswamy. Reagan can says I believe we do have boots on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, we, we do, we do. I agree with you there. A um, lot of lot of text here. Uh, let's see here. Reagan can again says unlike Afghanistan. Unlike Afghanistan, I have not been persuaded that Ukraine is just a war. That simple Biden knows that he has the vote, so he has not made it his mission to pursue to persuade America. W. Bush took us for granted the same way with Iraq. I, yeah, I I just think there's way more issues. I'm not. I don't want to make this about the Ukraine. Yeah, I think we need to be done with that. I'm, I'm very angry at everybody about like wants the, to constantly the- send money to Ukraine. You talking about like the fight within the party about who's pro Ukraine and who's not? Well, I want to know. I, I mean, I thought our buddy Sean there made a great point. I want to know who, who's pro, who's not, and seeing how angry Mike Pence and them got. 
let me know. It goes back to our belief in MAGA that this is one big uniparty. This is all their big war monk, you know, and military industrial complex. military industrial yeah. complex donors that they're out there fighting for. And because you can't make a, a rational argument to me why I'm supposed to care about Ukraine. Yeah. Also, though, I think actually, if you really look at the debate, it seemed like everybody except Vivek was because DeSantis didn't say no. If you listen yeah. to what he said, he didn't. He danced around it a bit more than the other ones did, but he didn't say no. And I think he still said, "I'd have to look at it." But we'd send some money. So I have to look at the exact quote, what it was. But the uh, but Vivek was the only one outright said no. I'm not. I think he even said, "I'm not going to help." You know, no no uh, aid to Israel and. You know, China can eat Taiwan or whatever Nikki Haley told him. I don't know exactly that was his quote, but I think it was hers. And so anyway, yeah, I think he was the he was the definitely the the Trump proxy at the debate. Like he was a Trump proxy and he was pushing that line. But I think most for the most part, the rest of them were, you know, going to continue the game or continue the program on. Uh, here's, here's a great little 20 second uh, quote from Vivek. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change agenda is a hoax. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. If you needed any other reason to like Vivek, there you go. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And also, he's not bought and paid for by the military industrial complex. That's why he's able to get up there. The same way Trump was in his initial run of debates. He he ain't bought and paid for. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, the biggest the, we're talking about the biggest losers from last night. You know who the biggest loser I think was Carrie Lake. I think that hurts. I think I think his performance hurts her as a oh, potential as a VP. Potential VP. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. But I'm going to be honest here too. I, I do like Carrie Lake. I mean, she's 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 MAGA mm-hmm. and unabashedly, and she's quick witted. I, I love the way she gets to press hell. I like a lot of things about her. And I can understand why Trump or whoever, I will just say Trump now, so he's got mm-hmm. such a huge lead, mm-hmm. why Trump would make her the VP. She's a woman. She's going to appeal to a lot of women. But, man, Vi- Vivek could cross lines that I don't think she can. Cause yep. I, I, don't know how many, I don't know how many women know who Carrie – how am I trying to say this? I don't know that she brings any extra votes, but there's maybe that 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 class of – unplugged in normies mm-hmm. like women housewives uh, people who work every day just normal normie women who aren't plugged into the culture war who maybe who may find out who carrie lake is for the first time if she's on a vp can't ticket mm-hmm. and it's like oh who's this she says things i like she looks normal yeah um i like that uh so i don't know maybe maybe, she, maybe there is another voter out there the normie voter mm-hmm. that doesn't know who she is that she could she could connect with, yeah. But I, I think Vivek also checks off a lot of boxes because the Democrats can't call him a white supremacist. I mean, they will. There's actually a lot of you know, this sounds funny. Funny, I know it's he even since he pushed the you know obviously except like I said he was the Trump proxy. But I've if you look on different on Twitter and different places, different people have talked to Vivek is popular with some Democrats, even though I don't know why necessarily, considering his positions are certainly not liberal. But I think it's just the. Um, it's, I, I just think it's, I think maybe it's his attitude or the way he's playing it. I'm not sure. I've not, but I've just noticed that popping up, like some people being pro Vivek, which I just kind of found shocking, to be honest with you. Uh, the gambling markets have got Vivek in second place behind Trump with DeSantis in, in third after you know the predicted dot coms of the world. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I think uh, let's see here. I'm just, the, the Daily Mail says Vivek Trump's GOP debate rising Republican star is born. 
Vivek Ramaswamy wins DailyMail.com's GOP debate poll by beating DeSantis. Uh, who did I send you some screenshots of last night? You know what? I saved the bookmarks. Bear with me one second. Mm-hmm. There was a couple polls that I wanted to see the yeah. updates on yeah, you did, today. Right. Let's see here. Uh, Rush Latino has it. And it was out of, out of 110 votes. Vivek had 33.6% with DeSantis in second at 28. And uh, eyebrows, kind of a random fourth pick. Uh, was third with more with more votes than Pence. Is that referring to Nikki Haley? Maybe so. Uh, Jack Posobiec had a poll. Now this one got a lot of votes. Vivek with seventy five percent of the vote. Uh, with second place, DeSantis with sixteen point nine. Haley in third with four point nine. Pence in fourth with two point six. Hundred. 81,829 votes. Okay. and But Jack Posobiec has a very MAGA okay, following. Okay, so, so it's going to skew that way. Yeah, so it was going to skew that way, but to skew that far, over 75%. And it was, that was Vivek to Vivek? That was that was Vivek in first, 75%. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's like you're saying, if that's skewed MAGA, that makes sense. Because, again, he was the, he was the Trump guy on the yeah. stage last night. And I think, and again, he's not, let's just be honest, he's not going to be the nominee. Right. I mean, Donald Trump is going to be the nominee and the uh, but Vivek has made has staked his claim for the vice president uh, or um, or a cabinet post. I think he's done a pretty good job at that. And we'll see. There's another debate next month. We'll see how he does. But um, but I think right now that's the way it it looks at this point. Of course, this is politics. Everything changes. Hey, look, also, we got to take a break. But Trump's league, Trump's league could shrink. Good, and we can end up seeing Trump on a debate st- on a debate stage. That's what some of the, I saw. Some of the predictions last night that were Trump is going to have to show up in um, September. But yeah. then, of course, some people said he, you know, it's just all over the place. Yeah. But the, Donald Trump is such a wild card; you can't really like fit him in a what he needs to do. Is that going to help him? Is it going to hurt him? Things that you think are going to hurt him, like indictments, help him. You know, you just don't know what's going to help him, or what's going to hurt him. That's just kind of the way he is. I mean, it's an anomaly. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in. We got about a minute or so left here this morning. I appreciate Sean for coming in. Good, good conversation today. This is one of the days we could use a third hour. Yeah, but that's life in the big city. Always leave them wanting a little more. Sean, we'll be back with me tomorrow, so we'll pick this back up. I think we can really start peeling this onion back on the debate, and we're starting to. This thing's starting to take a little shape now that we've heard all these people talk. And I look, I went into this thing really wanting to hate Chris Christie. And and I did. I came out of it still hating him, but he had a much better showing than I anticipated. I didn't expect uh, Haley to make a dent. She did well, and I I think what you're going to see now is uh, they'll start doing these pollings on who what 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 questions each candidate skewed well on, mm-hmm. and you'll start seeing opinions change and people shift into those directions and playing politics. I think you're going to see Haley's abortion stuff skew well. Yeah, and you're going to start seeing some people shift gears on that a little bit. And again, I don't agree with it, but I agree that I think it's what you're going to have to do because it's a non-starter anyway. We don't have, we're not going to be federalizing abortion. I, I'm tired of hearing about damn abortion, yeah. but if it's going to be a topic, then you know we need we need to go with whatever we need to say to win this dang thing, and then just you know do what politicians do: lie, <laughs> lie. Do they do that? Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly live. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with polo updates and more. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron on 103.9 FM, WYAB, ClayEdwardsShow.com. 
Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.